Non-Americans of Reddit, what is the Bigfoot or Area 51 equivalent of your country? This is kind of one part not relevant US to one part relevant Germany. We call it the pig man. In my hometown in Illinois, there was this myth about a Confederate soldier snooping around in trash cans and peeking in windows. In some tales he was headless, but mostly, his head was pig-shaped think pig mask from Saw. If he sees you, you either a run, or b kill it. Either way, it will kill you on sight it does not like to be seen. In Germany, my extended family have a similar story, about a pig man from Dresden, said to be the spirit of a strange soldier in grey military garb confederate, snooping around trash cans and digging in garbage as well as peeking in windows and climbing in open windows to watch children sleep if they wake and see him, they get torn to pieces, much like the American version. This myth is kill on sight, far too dangerous to be allowed to live, as it kills with no remorse. I have yet to see him. But I always look out of the corner of my eye when I took out the trash when I was younger. Always something fleeting past my vision and assuming it was my imagination taking hold. Take from that what you will I have no proof nor corroborating stories. Just cautionary tales my family have passed down through the generations. In Quebec, there are so many lakes that we have many stories about monsters living in them. Pretty much like Nessie and the Loch Ness in Scotland. There's Memphren and Memphremagog Lake. Ponick in Poangamuk Lake, Chemps in Champlain Lake, Bromer in Brome Lake, etc. There are tons of these stories. On a more folkloric side, there's La Dame Blanche the White Lady, a ghost who haunts the Montmorency waterfall next to Quebec City, Le Chandor the Golden Dog, a plaque in Old Quebec that is the source of tale of murder and vengeance, La Carivo, a witch who haunts the shore in Elvis, Le Bonum Septor, which is the Quebec version of the Boogeyman, etc. And then there are the hundreds of stories involving a deal with the devil and how people double-crossed him and got away with it. Ukrainian-born American here, we have this thing called Domuvoj. They are household spirits creatures similar to the English brownies. They generally live at the center of the home, under the stove. General behavior involves taking care of the home by cleaning and warding off bad spirits and unwanted trouble. They can also bring luck, gifts, and warn you in event of upcoming trouble. They are small humanoid creatures, often covered in hair bearded. They are also known to take the form of the head of the household when out in public within the vicinity of the home. They are generally good if the home is in decent condition, you are respectful to the home, etc. However if you aren't. Then be prepared for a world of trouble. It's easy to attract and please a domuvoj. Really hard to calm or get rid of an angry one. Similar creature spirits include Divaroj courtyard spirit, Lesovoj forest spirit etc. Just be respectful of your surroundings and you should be fine. Unless you stumble upon a Kikimura, then you're kind of screwed. Norway has a whole bunch of mythological characters that nobody really believes in anymore but did at one point. I'll get to those later. The equivalents to Bigfoot or Area 51 here are, Sleortsorm and Arnesi, except it's said to be a serpent, living in a lake near Sleort in Telemark County, Hestelin popular UFO hotspot, supposedly, located in SRTR in Lag County, Gaustedman Taucycus a fairly old metal ward, said to, have experimented on human beings in the past. It's also fairly widely believed that there's a mass grave on their property of dead subjects from around the Second World War to well into the Cold War era. There's several hidden military bases around the country, built into mountains and such like. I know where a few of them are, but not exactly what they're used for. In most cases, Few people seem to know about them though, unless they're interested in urban exploring and things like that. One of these bases were decommissioned and put up for sale at some point a top secret, nuclear-proof submarine pen, 
built into a mountain. There have also been a few bases from World War II and the Cold War that have been open to the public eye in later years. And our state TV channel has done reports on some of them, which are quite interesting. Many of our more high-ranking politicians and business people have been attendees at the Bilderberg conferences. They've been photographed going in, including our current Minister of Finance. Not saying I know what goes on in there just that they've been taken pictures of, and it does fit the X-Files theme of the thread, sort of. Okay, so for the older myths that people no longer buy, but used to, I am going to exclude the myths specific to the Norse, because that's more part of Norse mythology, and, can easily be found elsewhere on the net. Hulra trollish woman of staggering beauty that seduced people and dragged them into the mountain similar to British fairies. And can strange river and lake dwelling creature that attracts girls and drowns them in the lake. He's also a bit of a lecherous bastard. So there's a condom brand named Ankan, being changeling, before people understood the problems that can occur with pregnancy. It was common to blame birth defects or Down syndrome, and things like that, on trolls or fairies that replaced the baby with one of their own. It was a way for parents not to have to deal with the grief of what they were doing to the babies with such defects leaving them in the forest to die of exposure or animal attacks. Which brings me to the next myth. A belief arose that crossroads were dangerous places, because the ghosts of being children would congregate there, and latch onto people who traveled the roads, and cause them bad luck and harm. Nissa small gnomish things. Essentially Santa Claus, but less jolly and more will duck your shit up royally if you neglect leaving out porch for them in the winter. Similar in size and appearance to an Irish leprechaun, pest a personification of the Black Death Plague. Supposedly an old woman, visiting people at night and making them ill. Just a doll's rip a girl that supposedly was the lone survivor of the Black Death in the valley where she lived. The story also says that her mother had put her in a bed of feathers before the mother died, and that when people found her after everyone else in the valley had died, she had feathers growing out of her skin. There's a bunch of other stories too but I can't recall all of them off the top of my head. The hell with your Yeti and Nessies. In Dartmoor, in the UK we have the Hairy Hands. The legend of the Hairy Hands is set in Postbridge, Dartmoor. The road is now known as the B3212. According to the story surrounding them, the Hairy Hands are a pair of disembodied hands that appear suddenly grab at the steering wheel of a moving car or the handlebars of a motorcycle, and then force the victim off the road. In some cases the hands are described as being invisible. As a local, lol, bloody grockholsdy. According to local skeptics, most of the accidents were caused by people who were unfamiliar with the area driving too fast down narrow country roads with high walled sides, resulting in them either losing control or misjudging the road and running off its edges. In Alberta but also throughout Canada there is a native traditional belief about being possessed by a Wendigo or becoming one when resorting to cannibalism. The Wendigo is associated with winter in the north, described as an emaciated humanoid, skin taut over bones. Its hunger for human flesh keeps growing and is never satisfied. From the Wikipedia page, all cultures in which the Wendigo myth appeared share the belief that human beings could turn into Wendigos if they ever resorted to cannibalism, or, alternatively, become possessed by the demonic spirit of a Wendigo, often in a dream. Once transformed, a person would become violent and obsessed with eating human flesh. The most frequent cause of transformation into a Wendigo was if a person had resorted to cannibalism, consuming the body of another human in order to keep from starving to death during a time of extreme hardship for example in hard winters, or famine. On one level, the Wendigo myth thus worked as a deterrent and a warning against resorting to cannibalism those who did would become Wendigo monsters themselves. Source.
I have a cousin white Australian who went out with his aboriginal friend to check their rabbit traps one night and saw a campfire in the distance. When they got closer to it they saw a short hairy yeti-like creature with feathered feet crouched over the fire. The creature got up and looked at them with red eyes and they both crapped their pants and ran back to town. When they got back to town his aboriginal friend said that what they saw was a wongai featherfoot. My white cousin swears that what he saw looked like a shorter version of a yeti and he had never seen anything like it. Here on Brazil we have a lot of Brazilian versions of American things. Bigfoot, Chupacabra, it sucks goats his translated name to English is literally goat sucker until their blood and guts are totally in his stomach. It looks like a weird big dog with a totally hairless skin, big red eyes and sharp teeth. People say that the military captured and took it to the Unicamp. Area 51, Unicamp. According to many ufologists, Unicamp Campinas University hides alive and dead aliens and specimens. According to some people, there are a huge facility in the underground. This facility is supposedly located at the Pavillo 18 Pavilion 18 in English, close to the science and medicine complex. You didn't ask for it but I will post here. Anyways, Roswell case, OET de Virginia de Virginia ZT. Yeah, it is pretty much our most famous ET case. According to the story, in January 20, 1996 an UFO crashed into Virginia, a small city in the state of Minas Gerais. There were some aliens, and a lot of people said that they saw them the aliens. The funny part is that the government never got able to say that it was fake they tried to explain saying that it was just a weird mental man. But they couldn't explain a random death by contamination, of a policeman who touched the metal dude. And everyone who witnessed the aliens said the same thing there were a lot of details. But they had a big head, brown golden oily skin, big red eyes and three bulges on their heads. The police, firemen and ambulances came to investigate. One of the aliens was alive and sent to Virginia's hospital. The medics said that his state was critical and he had a weird reek. Know where the military took him. If you guessed Unicamp, you are right. Here in Norway we have the UFO light phenomenon called the Hestel and Lights Wikipedia entry the ghost the bloody monk of Nidarosdamen and the Lake Sleyord serpent Selma. Other creatures of legend and mythical beasts of Norwegian folklore. Krakenizen, enormous sea monster in the Norwegian sea, said to drag ships to the bottom of the sea. And Kenelay Kennedy and Guardian said to lure people to their deaths by dragging them to the deep. Stories of this creature is was told to children to scare them into not playing around lakes and ponds alone. Huger are beautiful women but with a hollow back or a cow's tail, roaming the woods. If treated right and with respect, they can be nice to you, but they are also said to seduce and lure young men to their demise. This legend probably stems from parents scaring their children so as they won't go too far into the woods alone. Draugen is a sea entity or fisherman's ghost, sailing in half a boat with tattered sails. Seeing him or hearing his scream is a death omen for sailors. Fossagrimen is a creature of the type Kverner. Kverners reside by waterfalls and creeks, and around watermills. Their mouths are huge, and they can stop a watermill by biting its wheel or grinder. And they might make a huge noise and ruckus to scare workers away. Fossagrimen is especially good at playing the fiddle, and the famous Norwegian fiddler Ole Bull is said to have learned his skills from Fossagrimen. A little story about a Kverner or Fossagrim. Nissa a little man living on farms. They are pranksters and caretakers. A farm and its animals must be treated well or the farm's Nissa will be angered and might punish the farmer in one way or another. In Corona, 
California there once was a road known by most locals as the never-ending road. Specifically, the road's true name was Lester Road. Now, over 20 years later, the landscape of Corona has changed, and the never-ending road is no more. However, years ago, Lester Road was an unlit road that people claimed became a never-ending road when driven at night. The people who made such a drive were never seen or heard from again. The legend became so well known that people refused to even drive Lester Road during the day. One night, like many teens my age, I drove up Lester Road, but only a short distance, and in my headlights it did look like it went on forever. Frightened, I quickly turned around, because if I continued up the road, I thought I might never return again. Perpetuation of the legend convinced local law enforcement to investigate. Lester Road took a sharp left turn at its end, and there were no guardrails. Beyond the curve lay a canyon, and on the other side of the canyon was another road that lined up so well with Lester Road that when viewed from the correct angle, especially at night, the canyon vanished from sight, and the road seemed to continue on up and over the hill on the other side of the canyon. Upon investigation of the canyon, dozens of cars were found, fallen to their doom, with the decomposing bodies of the victims still strapped to their seats, taken from the creepypasta wiki. The Pog Triangle, a rock formation on a Croatian island, shaped as a perfect triangle. It was discovered in 1999, by a geologist who was doing a survey in order to find a location for a quarry. He noticed a strange formation shaped as a perfect triangle with the dimensions 33 times 33 times 32 male. The rocks inside the triangle had different shapes and color than the surrounding rocks. When exposed to UV light, the underside of the rocks will glow. This was caused by the rocks being exposed to high temperatures once. The upper side, however, doesn't glow. The triangle is very far from the nearest road, so it's quite hard to assess. This also means it couldn't have been created by bulldozers or similar machines. As far as I know, there is no actual theory trying to explain how it was created. There is, of course, the classic aliens did it theory. And, according to Wikipedia, some people believe it is a sign from God triangle as a symbol of the Holy Trinity. I am from Kerala, India and we have this odd obsession fear for female ghosts. They're often described in the most terrifying and beautiful sexy way possible. They're also known to be great fans of hot young male blood. Yakshirake the Rakshas that translates to roughly blood demon are the terms we give them and for us. Dracula is like PFFT. My neighborhood Yakshi would duck his brains out. There are certain rules of engagement for such characters. They wear pure white saris and have blood red lips cause. Duh blood. Often they confront young males who are drunk to the nose and ask for chunaman. Ingredient upon signifying they need to make their lips more red see we're really deep into this crap. Often seen around mangroves and you can create one easily by burning a woman who's in love to death s. Men are lured for all the sacks. Eaten and then the bitch will find her next target until the thirst is quenched. We have many movies about them and their stories. Even justifying their causes to kill people. Anti-socials often dress up and scare people like this until someone gives them bloody lips or they get bored. It has become a comedy key now but there are still people who firmly believe in them. Ruokaladin Jonah the Lion on Ruokaladi. In short, in June 1992 somebody thought they saw a lion wandering about in a Finnish forest. Yup. The whole nation went crazy for it and it was the talk of the nation for the rest of the summer. Some thought it was an escaped lion from a Russian circus or something like that. I don't know if it was a hoax or what. But it's something almost everyone still remembers more than 20 years later on. It's more of a funny thing, though. Strigoi especially people in rural areas believe in them. Usually they are dead people who died without a candle here in Romania you're supposed to light a candle right when a person gives its last breath. 
Pretty much everyone does it regardless of where one lives. They are aggressive. They haunt and hurt people. The cure is to dig up the body, cut its heart out, burn the heart, put it water and drink it. There have been cases of the curing process being carried out. They say when they dig up the body, it's in a different position not on its back and has blood around its mouth. IL female spirits. They supposedly dance around at night in remote areas. They are amazingly beautiful and will lure you into dancing with them. They'll kill you afterwards. I have a book about monster legend of Quebec. My favorites. Lh we don't know how to translate that it's a kind of chimera rabbit mixed with a dog and a chicken that follow and kill everyone that see him. Except children. He can stalk his prey for weak. The wet Native American. He is a ghost that sit near his fire, trying to eternally warm and dry himself. According to the legend, he refused to speak to anyone. His fire produce no smoke or heat and every drop of water that fall of his clothes will disappear before touching ground. The monster of Mephromagog Lake. It's basically the Loch Ness monster, except he like to eat people that try to swim in the lake while bleeding. The yellow dwarf. He is a yellow dwarf that appear to young women in age of getting married. He is really easy to piss off and according to the legend, if you see him you should flee immediately as he can curse you. Those story used to scare me off real bad when I was young, but now they just sound silly as duck. In the Philippines, they have vampiric-like monsters called Mononangal they're people demon people that at night, their torsos sprout wings and separate from their bottom halves and fly around and if I remember correctly, suck fetuses from expectant mothers, and also blood from people. The way to kill them is to find their bottom halves and put garlic and salt on it. There are also duende that live in holes in the ground where if you accidentally step on it, you're supposed to say, Day Po, which is like apologizing or saying excuse me to them for stepping on their home. There are also spirits that live in trees and rocks, so don't pee on a tree or anything disrespectful or you will be cursed unexplained sickness. Very bad luck. Also, demonic possessions of people are super common in the Philippines for some reason. Japan in particular, Mountain Fuji adjacent, Yurei quite simply, ghosts, Abake is another word for them, it's interesting if you ask a westerner if they believe in ghosts, I think 810 you'd find people laugh and say no or I dunno, but maybe it'd be cool if there were, if you ask a Japanese person, 810 will say yes, definitely, they will also, most likely assert that they have seen one before, my husband is Japanese and he swears on his life he's seen ghosts before. What I find interesting is that the Japanese depiction of a ghost is a lot like what you see in the ring or you on Rudge, while other countries and cultures depict ghosts in different ways. Since I live nearby Fuji, we also have the suicide forest Aokigahara and the Fuji Goko 5 lakes of Fuji where many people have died yet it killed themselves. Many people won't go swimming in the lakes, especially at night because they fear that there are poltergeists that live at the bottom whose bodies were never recovered and will drag you down to their depths. Having been to both the suicide forest and camped out at the Fuji Go numerous times I can tell you they're both eerie and beautiful as duck. Edit 2 Tengu. I totally forgot about this one. Tengu are the true Sasquatches of Japan. There's two types, as far as I know from the statues and temples I've seen at Mountain. Takao, just a regular humanoid demon, and also there are the Crow Tengu. The forest is said to be littered with them. I guess they're like Mothmen or whatever. Immortal demons who swoop down and snatch you up and make a quick snack of you. They're referenced heavily in the movie 47 Ronin, which I loved but my husband absolutely hated. I have pictures of Aoki Gohara, Fujigo and the Tengu statues if anyone reads this wants them. Finnish conspiracy nuts stick to themselves just like every other Finn so very little is known about what the Finnish crazies like to believe in. 
and whether any particular conspiracy sticks out among them is more popular than the others. The only conspiracy people like to believe in around here is that immigrants are working to destroy Finland from within, and that the Greens and the left wing are working to help them in their task. While trolls, elves and gnomes have been worshipped here since Neolithic times, Christianity more or less wiped out paganism from Finland, and nobody believes in those things anymore. In Australia we have a mythical creature that an ancient aboriginal tribe called the Sassy. It roams around in the forests of Toowoomba at night and can often be heard calling other forest mammals such as koalas drugos. Scientists have not yet understood if this is a mating ritual or sign of dominance of one particular area. The main food source of the Sassy is a classic aboriginal meal known as a trepa snippa. This is a wrap containing speed, weed, heroin, cocaine, mushrooms, pinocline, petrol, battery acid, acid, saliva, some herbs and spices and some lettuce and tomato, vodka sauce, bam and the dirt is gone, Ajax spray and wipe, some chicken, and finally cheese. Once a man named Leslie, often called Big Les among friends attempted to lure out a sassy with a marijuana plant. He was successful and his documentary can be found here. Edit Grammar Chupacabra Indonesia, South Java Sea, it is the mythical kingdom of Nyiroroki Dool. Queen Kidul, and the myth closely connected with Sultanage of Jagakarta. The Sultan serve as governor for special province of Jagakarta. It is said that he is her groom, and they do the, ah, sex, once a year. Lots of rituals happens around this belief. The farmers, the fishermen, etc., do worship rituals to the South Sea before doing their daily work. And just like Bermuda Triangle, lots of swimmers drowned here that it is advised not to swim more than 10 milliliters from beach. Ireland, you've probably heard of our stuff as they're central to Halloween and so on. Banshees those whose shrieks in the night portend death are daughters sisters of Morgan, a demigoddess shapeshifter who is basically Loki with tits or the oracle with wings. Pretty rare for people to believe in them but a few oddballs do. Of the sort who might elsewhere believe in Bigfoot. Fairies were not little winged tinkerbells but more like Tolkien's elves in fact Tolkien probably based the elves on the Tua de Danon from whence many of the fairy. Stories came from as he mentions the Mentir Nanag the far-off land they migrate to. To avoid humans in a poem before writing about Middle-earth. Again, modernization of our culture not least the Disneyfication of fairies means it's not a common belief. You might find a few farmers still reluctant to demolish fairy forts for superstitious reasons. Leprechauns are fairies that have eschewed normal fairy society and live alone. Their disdain for other fairies and humans alike makes them not necessarily evil but mischievous. As such they will trick humans, giving them devil-like deals that seem to promise the human wealth but result in some misfortune for them or a gain for the leprechaun. They're a fairly recent invention and the spell of the name should make it clear they're not really all that Irish Sean would just be Sean, like Sean, or Chain. This and their Pado Gold revival means that they are believed in by only the arguably mentally ill and deliberately misled tourists. And for something completely different, chillblains. Chillblains are an actual medical symptom caused by the skin reacting badly to humidity and cold. However, they are usually pretty minor and in these days of climate sealed houses they're rare. However every Irish person has grown up with their mother insisting that if they place cold hands or feet near a fire or radiator they will be instantly afflicted with crippling pain and occasional loss of limb. As for Area 51, I guess the most similar example in modern times would have been the Fianna Fáil tent at the Galway races. Lots of shady government dealings in conspiracy against the common folk and near mythological stories of the goings on inside it. 
In India, a while back we had the Mohu Shwa translates to face scratcher. It terrorized quite a lot of people in the northern region of the country. They were victims claiming to be attacked by a monkey-like creature with lights glowing from its face and upper torso. People also claimed to see floating lights in the sky around the areas the attacks happened. There was no personal property stolen. So robbery was ruled out as a cause. It all started in up and later spread to the country's capital, Delhi. People from rural areas also claimed to be chased by land. Vehicles with bright lights that could run on any terrain. Few theorized that this was a gang of people trying to scare others, while some even blamed demons and gods and whatnot. Soon the whole issue took a communal turn all thanks to our media and its exclellent reporting relevant article. If I remember correctly there was also a Bollywood movie which was inspired by the incident. I think it was Delhi 6 a good watch. Compared to other movies of that time. Well in Ireland we have the Beast of Craggy Island, described as such. It has claws as big as cups. It has four ears. Two for listening and two are sort of backup ears. Some might be on the inside of its head. It has a retractable leg so it can leap up at you better. It has magnets on its tail. So if you're made out of metal, it can attach itself to you. It lights up at night. It has a tremendous fear of steps. Its yawn sounds like Liam Neeson chasing a load of hens around inside a barrel. It has no mouth but instead has four asses. It only has eyebrows on Saturdays. Saucy Purr, from Brazil, a black boy with a single leg that comes out of the middle of the pelvis. Which is why Saucy is also slang for a well-hung guy. He wears a red hood which allows him to become invisible and teleport at will. Though he is said to usually show in the middle of a small tornado think Tasmanian devil. He has holes on his feet and palms which he juggles embers through. And he's a trickster. Following the old formula for trickster creatures he protects his environment forests in this case loves to smoke a pipe and drink, makes deals, and is generally a pain in the ass. He can be fought off with steam makes him lose his powers and by dropping a rope with knots he's obliged to untie all knots he finds, and can be captured in a dark bottle, which must be closed with a cork bearing a cross on it. You can then negotiate his release, and if he likes you he'll grant you your wish and become your protector spirit. If he doesn't, he makes your life a living hell. There are more Central American folklore than just the chupacabras. I know these differ a bit from Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras and Costa Rica, but I'll stick to the Salvadoran ones since those are the ones my mom always told me about. One Los Cadejos these are good and evil depending if you see the white one or the black one. They kinda look like a dog-deer hybrid but have hoofs like a goat and you apparently can hear them on the cobblestones. The white one will protect people from evil even the drunkards going home from the bar. The black one with red eyes can be the manifestation of the devil himself and will lead people to do bad things or even death. Either way never turn your back on them because you will go crazy. To La Siguanabashi's reminiscent of the Mexican Yorona except she trying to seduce men instead of looking for her lost children. She apparently manifests herself as a beautiful woman then when a man get close enough her face is that of a horse skull. If person were to lay eyes on her they either die of fear or go mad. Apparently the white Cadejo can protect you from her. 3 El Cipidio This is supposedly La Siguanaba's son. He is cursed from her illicit affair to be a child forever. He wears a straw top hat, a poncho, and his backwards feet. He's a trickster and likes to throw pebbles at girls. He will also go into the farmer's crops and mess them up. Both La Siguanaba and El Cipidio have a water park dedicated to them. It's actually super nice besides the creepy statues it's called Decanmiken. It's in Sakatekaluka. 
Four shapeshifters apparently there were a bunch of people who practiced this kind of witchcraft and would turn into animals. My mom always told me about some lady that would turn into a hog. Yeah right. Five La Carosa de la Muerte this is one my aunt told me. It's a carriage that is pulled by some menacing horses, dragging its chains on the road. You can hear like if it were a funeral procession, whistling, chanting, and the carriage rattling late at night but when you go look there is nothing besides cold gusts of air. Of course I think these were all mostly stories to keep people off the streets back in the day. I don't think anyone born in the last two decades believes this anymore. Now they just have to worry about the MS-13 who are very much real and who will definitely kill you. DLDR Salvadorans are nuts. Aussie here. We have the usual myths of bunyips, which are big ass rabbit things I think, that are meant to be scary as shit. We also have drop bears, which are koala-like creatures which obviously drop onto you as you walk by out in the bushland. In my area though, we have the Nargun. There is a place nearby called the Den of Nargun. Aboriginal tales say it was some mythical beast that tribes used to try to slay. Legend has it that they threw spears and shit into the den, and they would always come flying straight back out of the thrower. Malaysian background, duck me. We have like a million folklore that some kids would use to scare each other and others parents would use as a cautionary tale or just something to get the kids to come home on time. It's like all the folklore from around the world but just condensed into one. A female vampire, a monster with tits that'll kidnap children, and even one that looks like a bolster pillow, which is supposed to be a corpse still wrapped up in cloth. I think only the Japanese can rival us in the number of critters we have. The Philippines has a lot. There was a 19-year-old on the news who claimed to have been raped by a dwarf. The baby was tiny I forgot if it lived. Some people here believe in dwarves, which in Filipino are called Duen Singular. The creepiest, in my opinion, is the tic-tic, which sticks its tongue into the cracks in the roof and sucks out the fetus of a pregnant woman. I've heard some say that the woman usually dies, but a few live. The most absurd is the Mononangal, which looks human. But in the evening bat-like wings sprout out of its back and it detaches from its lower body, just right above the pelvis. You can kill it by putting salt on the lower half of the body, which it leaves lying around. You can ward off most blood-sucking witch ghouls, or a swang singular, just add manga in front to make any word plural in Filipino. With garlic, I had a friend who told me her aunt was a man kukulam, which is our version of the witch there are also male ones. The people who believe this kind of thing are usually from rural areas. Well in the Netherlands we got some our country was basically swamps and forests for centuries. My favorite is the legend of the Witweven which means something like white widow's women. Weven is a word I can't really translate well cause it's kinda rude and is originally from a Dutch dialect I won't even bother you folks with. Anyhow, Witweven. There are many stories to them, and most of them change locally. Sometimes they are friendly fairies, sometimes they are evil witches, and sometimes they are daughters of an elven king. I'll tell you our local story the Witweven were once swamp forest witches and would help you with illnesses or future telling if you kindly asked. They would demand an offering for their services. They didn't care about gold. They wanted something you valued. So for example if you were a baker you would give them a few sacks of your best grain. If you were a smith you could make a new kettle for them. So one day a rich landlord's daughter is nearly dying from illness and the landlord brings his daughter to the Weven, begging them for help. The Weven agree to help but don't name a price for their services. After the Weaven healed the daughter, the Weaven named their price to the landlord. They ask for the daughter to stay with them and be trained in their magical ways. The landlord is shocked and refuses. He pleads them to take all his gold, but they refuse. They have no use for gold. The landlord runs away with his daughter. A few days later on a full moon, 
The daughter suddenly dies and a circle of muskrams appears around the daughter's bed. Enraged, the landlord gathers his men with torches and hay forks and goes out to hunt the weaven. It is a misty night, and many die in the swamps hunting the weaven. Eventually the landlord kills the weaven for killing his daughter. Whether or not the witches did kill the daughter, is something the story doesn't clarify. So nowadays the legend goes that when the mist is thick and heavy which happens often around the part I grew up you must be wary because the wit weaven are out there. Haunting the mist sometimes more jokingly than not. And truly the forests and the countryside are ducking scary when it's dark and it is misty. Some people claim to have seen the weave and dance in the mist or have heard some weave and laugh in the dark. Some even go as far as to have felt the weaven's touch. When the fog gets really thick it is really wet and the dew drops on your hair would be the sign of that circles of mushrooms are also thought to be the work of the weaven. I was born in Paraguay and for some reason we're obsessed with this shit. There's Pombero, some little man creature who's a total asshole and will sneak into your house and steal your shit unless you leave gifts for him. Jay-Z Jatir is a blonde, blue-eyed child who won't hurt you but will kidnap you and leave you in the middle of the forest where you have no idea where the hell you are. There's the Ow Ow, some crazy wolf sheep creature who will duck you up with its big ass talons if you he sees you in the forest by yourself unless you climb up a coconut tree. So, yeah, never wander alone and learn how to climb a goddamn tree. Finally. We have Kirby, the god of fertility, whose penis is so ducking massive that he wraps it around his waist. The only way to escape the Kirby is to cut off his dick or, you guessed it, climb a tree. In southern Germany we have the Wolpertinger. I once wrote a paper about that kind of creature. It's kind of like a jackalope in the US. A bunyip for the Aussies or a skvader for the Swedes. Usually it's composed of a rabbit's or a squirrel's body. Has the antlers of a deer, a bird's wings and sometimes also a bird's front feet. Also often big sharp teeth are added. At least that's the Bavarian version. There are many variations and similar animals from Switzerland and Austria. In Bavarian inns, traditional restaurants and drinking places, there are stuffed Wolpertingers made from the mentioned animals dead bodies displayed for the tourists to see. There are many legends on how a Wolpertinger behaves, where you can find one, how you can catch one and what it eats. Around here it is told to nourish from the heads of Prussians. It is taught that a Wolpertinger can only be seen by young beautiful women at the dawn of a full moon night, when they visit the woods accompanied by a well-informed man. Of course that is mostly told by these same men, that are in on the secret. If you want to catch it you have to put salt on his tail. Another version says that a Wolpertinger's legs are of different length on the right and on the left side of his body, so it can stand balanced on steep slopes. Of course that only works for the Wolpertinger when it's looking in the direction it is made for. So to catch it, you just have to scare it so it will try to turn around and run away because the different lengths of its legs are quite impractical as soon as it turns around, it will fall over. Some legends also say a Wolpertinger can lead you to a vein of gold. This is what a Wolpertinger usually looks like. There is a German fantasy author, his name is Walter Mowers, that uses the Wolpertingers as a fantasy race in his novels where they are more like bipedal dog-like creatures with horns or antlers. He is often compared to Terry Pratchett and I think there are English translations of all his novels available. I don't know how well the humor translates though. Many plays on words. It's his very own style of writing with one deus ex machina following. Another without it feeling dull. He even has a character called Deus Ex Machina. It's a bird nose diving to rescue falling people all the time. Well now I got off topic. 
Hello, Latvian here. There are some werewolf stories floating around since the medieves. The literal translation for Vilkasius wolf eye so it could have just been some deformity humans are born with or develop. There's also Vaunt EJS which roughly translates to dragger or lead you astray thing it is formless, invisible, unbeatable, and it gets you lost in forests and swamps. If you're particularly stupid, you'd get lost in a meadow too. Hidden cache. I haven't read about a similar tale in other mythologies, so Latvians claim to have invented this phenomenon. Here's the supposed origin story. The devil himself once upon a day came to a bar or a large gathering in someone's house and spun a tale of hidden treasure that was buried in a place usually crossroads or a large tree so people went and searched and found a pot of gold and merrily started going homewards. However, the devil had placed for them obstacles to overcome grew a forest or making a river that they would have to cross, even having them cut off their own body. Parts for gold and glory of the devil. These obstacles stopped many a man usually exact two, before the third one completed the task making the ones who would not endure the task servants of the devil. Some, however could chop their own limbs off for no apparent reason and when they awoke the next morning, everything would be exactly the same, with nobody else knowing what had happened in case they had big mouths, and an extra pot full of gold. Switzerland we have a metric duck ton of stories and legends, and they vary from each canton and language barrier we have. Some notable ones that I know of, Pilatus Dragon. Pilatus is also known as the Mountain of Dragons, Barbagazi, small gnomes that live in the Alps, various forest fairies and witches, violent and not, can't remember what it's called, but the goat that only stands on one side of mountains, and therefore over time has developed tiny legs on one side of their bodies, and huge ones on the other, the way to hunt them is to sneak up behind them and whistle to get them to turn around, where they immediately collapse and fall down the mountain, lake monsters, we have a ton cause the country is so culturally diverse and at the same time full of unknown regions of forest, mountains, lakes etc. British here, I guess the Bigfoot equivalent would be the Beast of Exmoor, essentially a duck-off huge hulking black panther-like thing, or often thought to be a wolf, but sightings have reported it to be more cat-like. It's been sighted many times by residents around Exmoor, and caught in car headlights, but it's actually ripped apart livestock in the area. Similar beasts would include the Beast of Bodmin, which is pretty much the same deal. Our Area 51 is probably some super-secrety military base. But the British are a lot better at keeping secrets than the Americans, so I don't know about it. I guess next best candidate would be Dartmouth Moors, a huge, impassable, crazy-ass swamp moorland with a huge-ass prison right in the center. I shit you not, it's like a prince's castle for pedophiles and murderers. If you escape that prison and in the good old days they made it purposely easy to escape there is a very high chance you will die just trying to find civilization, especially if you escape at night. There are pitfalls, car pits, bogs, man traps that are hundreds of years old, quicksand, you name it. People have found entire dinosaurs in those tar pits. If the tar pits can swallow a dinosaur, it can swallow you. Dartmouth is more transparent now thanks to less insane governments, and not as shady as it used to be sort of like Area 51 but it used to be into some really dark shit from what I've heard. Not from here but in ancient Denmark northern Germany, I the lady in the swamps, she would come out once a year, stay with the humans for a couple of days, then return to the swamps, the only thing is, that she would not return alone, she would always take or demand to take someone with her, later modern age we have found many bodies turning up from the swamps with a noose around their neck and their throats slit. We don't know if they were hanged and then cut, or just cut and dumped. It is possible that it was human sacrifice, but we're not sure. Another creature story, 
but from where I live, is Hulra if I am wrong just correct me, legions of Norwegian internet, users, she would also live either in the swamps or in a lake, she would come out late at night and appear near travelers, she is the most beautiful woman you could ever see, with a voice so clear and fair she could lure any man, when she appears she will lure your gaze at her and sing if I don't remember wrong, until you are mesmerized, then lead you towards her until you're either in the middle of a swamp or you have fallen deep into a lake, both of which there are no return. In the Netherlands we have Bakan Reachters, a popular amusement park here in the Netherlands. The Efteling even has an attraction based on it to Villa Volta. Here's what the wiki says. According to popular belief, the Buck Riders Dutch Bakan Reachters, French Les Chevaliers du Bouc, were ghosts or devils, who rode through the sky on the back of flying goats provided to them by Satan. During the 18th century, groups of thieves and other criminals co-opted the belief to frighten the inhabitants of southern Limburg province in the southern part of the Netherlands. Using the name Bakan Reachters, these criminal bands launched raids across a region that includes southern Limburg and parts of Germany and Belgium parts of which were a part of the Netherlands at the time. Commonly, the Bakan Reachters raided peaceful communities and farms. Several confessed Bakan Reachters were convicted and sentenced to death. Because of the link to the occult, authorities accused a large number of potentially innocent men of being Bakan Reachters and a number were tortured and subsequently convicted of crimes they denied having committed. In Lombardia, Italy, it seems that our grand-grandparents had a thing with cats. We have the Gata Caragna big and nasty black cat that likes to hide in corners and dark alley ready to steal the souls of the children and the gigot basically a bigger version of the Gata Caragna that eats flesh and souls of random people not just kids. I am pretty sure every Italian region, due to the difference between them, have really different and interesting monster. I remember a friend of mine from Sicily told me the tale of a monster living in wells, ready to eat the children that take a look into them. And, of course, there's the classic Wamo Nero, the boogeyman. In Denmark, the American government doing shit covertly is also to a large part responsible for our Area 51 though my own government is mostly at fault. In Greenland which is technically a part of Denmark, though, they do now have home rule an American B-52 bomber plane crashed in 1968 near the Thule Air Base, carrying nuclear weapons. The scandal was twofold. Firstly, the Danish government had vowed to keep Danish soil free from nuclear weapons. But it turned out that they had at least accepted the presence of American nuclear weapons in Greenland. Secondly, since there were no nuclear weapons in Greenland nudge nudge the workers who cleaned up the wreckage didn't need to wear any extra protection. They have also only received an insignificant compensation of approximately 10.000 we have free health care here. So they don't need to worry about covering medical bills and are still kept at arm's length by one government after the other. I am by no means an expert in the Thule incident, so by all means feel free to rectify any misunderstandings on my part. Iceland checking in, elves both good and bad, will trick you to come to the stone they live in and then you are stuck there forever. Some help people. Ligarflis or Mrin, Icelandic version of Nessie, seals who turn human and try to trick you to marry them and have with them human seal children and then kidnap the human seal children and make them live in the sea with the other seals. Nike a crazy horse-like creature we has their hooves backwards and live in water sea. They trick people to sit on their back and then they get stuck and they'll drown people. There are many more but I can't think of it at the moment. In India we have the monkey man our equivalent of the Bigfoot. Eyewitness accounts were often inconsistent, but tended to describe the creature as about 4 feet 120 centimeters tall, covered in thick black hair, 
with a metal helmet, metal claws, glowing red eyes and three buttons on its chest others, however, described the monkey man as having a more vulpine snout, and being up to 8 feet tall, and muscular it would leap from building to building like a parkour enthusiast. Another urban legend is the moon Oshua literally face scratcher. According to locals, the flying object emitting beams of red or green light, gives an electric shock and injuries to persons who come in its contact. The object remains a mystery for police also as there is no concrete evidence, except the statements of the victims who came in its contact and sustained injury marks similar to nail bite. So there you go. Venezuela has some unknown creatures and is fertile ground for these things. Due to its unique geography and climate, please note that it is one of the few remaining countries in the world with jungles that haven't been completely explored mapped. It has strange pits called Simus and huge flat-top mountains including the one with the world's highest waterfall which are ecological prisons where fauna flora have been trapped for millions of years with minimal external influence. Sightings of the Monogrand, G-Wiki Monogrand Big Ape Monkey and the Maracoxi have been occasionally reported by credible sources, yet with flaky or no photographic evidence. Both are basically South American versions of the Yeti Sasquatch described as highly aggressive. The Equana tribe have in their oral traditions tales of a giant man-eating bat that according to their description shares the features of pterosaurs. Inspiration for movies like Up, King Kong and Jurassic Park is said to come from this country. In Enzi in the top of the South Island, is a large spy satellite which we have since discovered is part of the Five Eyes spy network. We have the Canterbury Panther, which seems to be larger than a dog and seems to be an escaped panther from a private collection. Sightings and photos exist. Moa are long extinct massive bird like an ostrich but two times bigger. Several sightings deep in the native bush but no solid evidence. Also a lot of fake sightings as pranks. Personally if I was to prank I would do the NZ host eagle extinct but it was able to pick up and eat a human with little effort. In Auckland there have been rumors of massive underground bunkers packed with explosives and even planes from World War II. Though the people who built it have since died leaving the rumor of these massive underground caverns. The indigenous people Maori have a legend of a Tanifa best translation would be water dragon. And these large monsters swim and live in the waterways and can crawl over land bit like a massive crocodile. I think that's the main stuff. I know you asked for non-American, but little known one here. For the record, I don't believe in it. In Connecticut, they have the woods people or men of the woods. Supposedly, they're the descendants of hermits from the colonial days but now they live without even permanent shelter. They live their lives mostly in solitude. It's said that they can blend in with their surroundings and can get very close to watch you. You might catch some movement like a shimmer, but they're keen about being seen and they can halt silently and you'll lose them, even if they're 10 feet away. They can speak simple words and have never been known to hurt anyone. They're small, at around 4 feet tall, but they are totally self-sufficient and live in the hills. They have small heads but very big eyes, skin and bones since they don't eat meat, and dressed in rags. Inbreeding is the explanation for their size, xenophobia, and lack of language skills. If you notice shimmers in the woods around the property, Put some food out at night and the next morning you'll find that your wood pile has been stacked or the garden has been weeded. On rare occasion, one might work at a bachelor farmer's property during winter and will even allow himself to be seen from afar but never approached. Portugal here. From the top of my head, I can think of two legends that are kinda, sorta equivalent to the Bigfoot. But not quite, since there are no documentaries of people trying to find them nor people actually claiming to have seen them. Both are explained below. TLDR it is said that King Sebastian will return in a foggy morning and make Portugal the best country ever even though he disappeared in battle 500 years ago. Also, there's a lake which is half green half blue. 
made from the tears of two forbidden lovers, a blue-eyed princess and a green-eyed shepherd. And if you go there when the sun is shining, you might see them looking lovingly at each other. The first one, and the more national one is in. It is known extensively all around the country as the legend of Sebastian I, King of Portugal. He was 24 yo when he disappeared in the Battle of Alxerquibir in Morocco, refusing to surrender when Portugal was defeated. He was taken by the enemy, never to be seen again. He didn't have any children, his very old great-uncle was made king, but died two years later. Also no children he was a priest. Without anyone to be king or queen, the Spanish invaded Portugal and we were ruled by Spain. Until the Restoration War, in which we became independent again. But while we were under the rule of the Spanish, it was said that Sebastian would show up in a foggy morning to rescue Portugal from Spain. And the legend was born today it is still said that one day Sebastian will return in a foggy morning to bring Portugal back to its former glory. I remember in elementary school, whenever there was fog in the morning, all the kids would say that King Sebastian would show up or they would say that they had seen him. The other I know of is in Azores, in the street, Michael Island. There is a lake where one half appears blue and the other green. The legend says that there was a princess who fell in love with a shepherd. The princess had blue eyes, while the shepherds were green. When the king found out, he forbade them from seeing each other again, because she was to marry a prince. The tears they shed made the lake of the seven cities. And that's why the water has the two colors because of the color of their eyes. It is said that if you go to the lake when the sun is shining brightly, the green and the blue are so intense that you can see them looking at each other with love in their eyes. Here in blissful East Anglia there have been rumors of a black panther roaming around for years. Convincing stories and even some potato video evidence. I was stopped in my tracks one night while riding with a pillion by big reflective eyes in the road. It turned to jump in the hedgerow and its tail was really long and definitely wasn't not a cat or a dog. I think a boy once thought he was following his cat through a field and bam got a big ducky paw to the face from what he said was a panther can't find the news thing about it at the moment but it did cut him up a bit. When we stopped it turned so we got a profile. Norfolk England here we have a demonic dog called the Black Shuck supposedly haunts the eastern coastline. I believe the darkness even have a song called Black Shuck. Black Shuck, Old Shuck, Old Shuck or simply Shuck is the name given to a ghostly black dog which is said to roam the coastline and countryside of East Anglia. Accounts of the animal form part of the folklore of Norfolk, Suffolk, the Cambridgeshire Fens and Essex. The name Shuck may derive from the Old English word, Scucka meaning demon, or possibly from the local dialect word Shucky meaning shaggy or hairy. Black Shuck is one of many ghostly black dogs recorded across the British Isles, sometimes recorded as an omen of death sometimes a more companionable animal. It is classified as a cryptid, and there are varying accounts of the animal's appearance. Writing in 1877, Walter Rye stated that Shuck was the most curious of our local apparitions, as they are no doubt varieties of the same animal. Its alleged appearance in 1577 at Boomgi and Blithberg is a particularly famous account of the beast, and images of black sinister dogs have become part of the iconography of the area and have appeared in popular culture. In Ireland we have the Beans. It's a female spirit that is heard wailing keening just prior to a death occurring. In Ireland there was a tradition of a song being sung in tribute to the dead during a funeral wake. The story went that these Bean spirits knew of these deaths before they happened and so came to sing to the dead before the death had even happened. They were often depicted as thin wispy haired witches, combing their hair with a silver comb. For that reason there's a superstition that's involved with finding a comb somewhere unexpected you should never touch it as it is a trap laid by the Beans. 
I remember as a child being terrified by discussions on national radio with calls being aired by supposed victims of the beans. Also terrifying was the sound of the wind while out in Connemara a more old school traditional part of Ireland on camping holidays. Being in your caravan trailer at night with your covers pulled up so that the howling beans wouldn't get you. In Norway we don't have such things, in that people either really believe in them or believe them to be some government-controlled secrets. Still, in the same category of supernatural beings and things related to UFOs, we have quite a few I'll name some of them. Pesta from Pest Plague The personification of the Black Plague. An old woman going from farm to farm, carrying either a broom or a rake. Depending on which of the two she was carrying, either everyone on the farm would die, or just some would die respectively. Trolls you all know them huge human-like beings, hundreds of years old. They lead anyone with Christian blood, and they're active during nighttime. They turn to stone in sunlight, and can a creature that lives in forest ponds. He'll eat small children out for a swim. Basically, a warning to kids so they won't try to swim when they can't. To avoid them drowning, Draugen, or a Draugen fisherman drowned at sea, thus not being buried in Christian soil. He sails around the coast of Norway in an old ship with tiered sails. He'll sink the ship of those who see him. Huldra a woman with the tail of a cow. She's amongst Vetnor the underfolk. A people living underground. She'll roam the forests, calling people to her and trick them into coming with her underground, where they'll die. In the UFO department, we have Hestelin, or that valley I am sure you've seen pictures from, where from time to time you can observe strange lights hovering and moving above the ground. Looks like most of the Kiwis that have replied here have mentioned moose. What they probably don't realize is that New Zealand has its own version of the Bigfoot the Mohau. Maori legend has that before they arrived. The land was inhabited by tall, hairy men with long fingernails that were used to slice open animals or kill warriors. The Mohau came into fame during the 19th century when a prospector was found partially devoured in bush on the Coromandel Peninsula on the east coast of the North Island. His wife was found in a shack a few miles away dead with her neck violently snapped. There have been a few sightings and encounters with various tall bipedal creatures in the thickly forested areas on both islands. Although it's believed the name and the legend originated from either an escaped gorilla or the name of a machine used to fell giant cowrie trees. New Zealand's Area 51 would be the Waihapai Station and to a lesser extent, the Tanjimuana Station. Both of these are government satellite communications monitoring stations which are operated by the intelligence agencies of New Zealand. Waihapai in particular has garnered public attention because of the classified activities conducted there. Although it's widely believed that the facility is used as part of the Echelon system and intercepts all phone calls, emails, faxes, emails and computer data communications in New Zealand, it has been the subject of a number of public protests and security breaches, including an act where three activists broke through the perimeter fences and deflated one of the radomes by slashing it with a machete. Recently, it's been the subject of yet more intrigue as an engineer from the NSA visited the site and was involved in a discussion on the interception of the data traveling through the Southern Cross Cable, allowing both the American and the New Zealand government to spy on New Zealand's internet traffic. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.